Hey, Outcomes Rocket Nation, Saul Marquez here. Have you heard of SanCL? That's the Society of Nurse Scientists, Innovators, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. We've teamed up with them to put together a podcast series for Nurses Month. In this 12-part series, we'll magnify and elevate nurse innovators' expertise as transformation agents who contribute to healthcare reform and improved outcomes. Through interviews with these amazing nurse leaders and innovators, we'll help you connect the dots in a world where nurses are significantly leaders recognized for transforming healthcare and society. Visit outcomesrocket.health slash sanciel to learn more. That's outcomesrocket.health slash sanciel, S-O-N-S-I-E-L to learn more. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and I want to welcome you again to this amazing series, the Sanciel Nursing innovation and leadership series. It has been so much fun to highlight the role of nursing and the amazing nurses participating on behalf of Sanciel on this program. In this episode today, I have two outstanding guests and they're both named Nicole. <laughs> so, Nicole Lopez and Nicole Lincoln. Nicole Lopez is a full-time nurse in the ICU at NYU Winthrop hospital. Her experience is in caring at the bedside, but also she is working on her informatics master's degree, is a candidate in that respect, looking to broaden her horizons in how she could apply her knowledge in the field of nursing to a broader perspective. I also have Nicole Lincoln with us as well. She's a founding member at Sanciel and also senior manager of nursing innovation at Boston Medical Center. We're going to be covering some of the insights and things that they have been working through COVID and even before that and what the future looks like here as we embrace nurses as part of healthcare and health. And so I'm really excited to have you both on the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thanks, Saul. Absolutely. So I get to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys here. So, you know, one of the things that we like to start with is understanding what inspires your work in health or healthcare. So I'd love to hear from from both of you on this one. Well, as a nurse, you get the privilege to share with your patients in their deepest and darkest moments, their, their most critical moments of their lives. You share with the patients and families. Your nurses are present during birth the blessing of new life, and they care for patients during death. And they also ensure, I know when I worked in the ICU, that patients never die alone. And they're the first responders in the times of mass casualty. I, I worked at Boston Medical Center during the, the marathon bombing, and it was just amazing mm. to me to see nurses calm the panic in this in our shaken community and just take those patients in and treat them with unparalleled skill and tender love and compassion and, and actually stay in touch with a lot of the patients from the marathon bombing for years afterward. And, you know, I've, I've been able to witness so much, so many wonderful things as a nurse for 25 years. Nurses are at the forefront of health equity. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that today because we're really, you know, working to level the playing field for patients out there in the community and ensure human rights for patients. And over the past year during the pandemic, we saw really how truly critical nurses are as they led the way through all of those scary uncertain times that we all faced in healthcare. I know nurses at my organization, I was in awe at the speed in which the teams transformed the whole hospital. 
In a matter of days, we were able to meet the needs of rapidly growing COVID patients. We had pop-up units happening. Nurses changed roles overnight from pediatric to adult nurses, from med surge to critical care nurses in teams. We changed the whole platform of how care was given to meet the needs of the COVID patients and the families because families were separated from their patients during serious illness. So nurses connected patients to families and and nurses actually acted as family members with these patients who were alone in the room and isolated during during COVID. So uh, I saw nursing as really a brave and united force during COVID and I was just amazed. So that's what inspires me in nursing today. It's amazing. I'm inspired by it too. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole Lincoln. Nicole Lopez, what inspires so, your work? Just to piggyback off what Nicole said, you know, all of that is so en- encompassing in nursing and it really is a true calling. You can tell right away if you're meant to do this. And like I was saying earlier, I stepped away from bedside for about five years and, you know, was redeployed. And you feel those emotions like yourself. I'm scared to go back in. I don't want to catch COVID. Um, what am I about to see? Am I prepared? And something pushes you to care for your community and go back in. And it's just like riding a bicycle. No matter how long you've been away from bedside, it just takes an hour or two and you're right back to doing exactly what you did years before, you know, on a whim. Seeing that and your other coworkers collaborate together to take care of your community is, is very inspiring and helps move you forward in times of crisis such as COVID-19. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole and Nicole. And, you know, it it is just, and you both have, you know, mentioned two instances in time, you know, the Boston bombing, now COVID, but there's everything in between and everything that happened before and everything that will happen after. Nurses are are that common thread that add comfort, that see us in, in the best and the worst of times. And you guys provide such an important role in our communities, the public health system, just across the world. So thank you, first of all, for what you do. And we're listening to this on Nurses Month. And I want to make sure that the nurses listening to this know how special and valuable you are. And so a big thanks goes to you for all that you do. And if you have a nurse in your life, you will. And if you think you don't, then you got you better look twice because she's there. <laughs> she or he is there. <laughs> Whether it's getting your vaccine or whatever, you have a nurse in your life. So thank them. Let's talk about adding value. You know, there's obviously so much to be said here, but talk to us about how you believe you're adding value to the healthcare ecosystem, whether it be a personal experience or something that the organization you're working at is doing. So I, I think that for me, adding to the organization I currently work for is going back and reaching the graduate degree level of education and then taking what I learned there and implementing it into practice to better help and support not just the organization, but the patients in our specific populations, whether it be geriatric, pediatric, perioperative. And I think that as a nurse, we should always look to grow and learn more and move up. And that's a part of nursing. We're lifelong learners you know, healthcare is always changing and and we always have to be able to adjust and learn. And, you know, that's my input. Yeah, absolutely. Nicole Lopez, thank you for that. Nicole Lincoln, how about you? You know, what, what's your, what's your angle on this, on adding value? 
Well, I'm so motivated in my organization by all of the work, the amazing work that's taking place there. So I like to jump right into it. Being a health leader and the manager of innovations, I, I'm privileged to be able to take part in a lot of the new programs that we do that promote health equity. In the you know Boston Medical Center where I work, it's it's not a hospital alone, a standalone. It's a it's a community. We reach out to the whole communities surrounding us and the patients in those communities in so many innovative ways. And one of the things that I want to talk about is our quest to fight food insecurity in our patients. We have a lot of patients, over 50% of our patients are below poverty limits. We have many patients who struggle with food and housing security. And so we try to address that in innovative ways. We have a huge rooftop farm. I wish I could show you guys pictures of it. And we feed our patients with the vegetables from the farm. We have a food pantry awesome. and we're actually the first hospital in the country to write prescriptions for food to our patients. I love it. And so I've had the opportunity to spend a lot of time in the in the garden and in the food pantry. And also we have a, a like awesome test kitchen where we teach patients to cook those healthy foods, um, nice. new diabetics and patients who are looking to improve their health. And so we make those connections. We offer a summer camp for kids where they can come and learn to cook. So we try to, we have a pediatric program called Thrive. And so we mm -hmm. really try to work at all levels. But I think it's so cool when the, when the patients get the prescription for the food, then they get food for the whole family because it would be very odd to send them home. Only yeah. you can eat this food. Totally, so totally. We see thousands <laughs> of families every month from our food pantry. I think it's 8,000 people a month on average. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I think that's so awesome. And then we're also in the forefront of the fight against the opioid epidemic. And I'm sure you've all heard about how that there's such an uptick in that during the pandemic. It's just awful. Mm -hmm. And so um, BMC has set the bar really high. We're trying to reduce opioid overdoses by 40% in the surrounding communities in Massachusetts. And we offer a lot of groundbreaking treatment, you know, to treat opioid addiction, but also in harm reduction, because what you reduce the harm when you prevent overdose, when you do education with the patients and stuff like that. So we're doing tons of work on that, that I'm really proud to be a part of. We actually started a new fellowship for nursing in substance use disorder treatment. So we had our first two fellows go through a whole six month fellowship to be leaders and mentors for other nurses across the organization. And we just started our second round of the fellowship. So I'm really proud. This is the first nursing substance use disorder fellowship in the country. And we modeled it after one in Vancouver. That was Very really nice. cool to meet the people in Vancouver. And there's a doctor here that I think is just amazing, Thea James, and she is working on housing, on the housing end of things. Wow. So we've purchased a lot of buildings in Boston to actually offer stable housing for patients that are suffering from chronic illnesses and just need that stability. And lastly, I'd like to talk about vaccination, right? COVID vaccination. We opened six, and I was the one of the nurse leaders involved in this and lucky to be involved in this, but we opened six clinics out in the communities where there were no clinics being offered mm. by the state where, I don't know if you guys know of the statistics, but black and brown people suffered at a much higher rate from deaths from COVID and just from infection rates, almost two times that of white people. So we made sure we got out there and got vaccine clinics out in those communities. We partnered with churches and with other civic organizations to have bring the vaccine clinics right out there to the communities of those people. So wow. I got to be a part of opening day for some of those. So that was really awesome and amazing. That's, 
That's really great to hear because going back to my time in the ICU during COVID, the population was Hispanic, black and brown. I, I think thinking back, I may have taken care of two Caucasian people. So that's that's really awesome that you offered, you know, and put out those services for those, you know, that population to be vaccinated. It's very important. And they're the ones who are at higher, higher risk. Yes, I really did. I felt it was such meaningful work and I was just so grateful to be a part of it. It felt really, you know, like it was just, it was like the upswing, the excitement of yeah. people getting vaccinated and hope for the future to get out of this pandemic together. So yeah, I felt really, really inspired by that work. Yeah, it's amazing. And and by the way, folks, so this is an audio, but I could see how, because I'm looking at Nicole Lincoln and Lopez, how they're lighting up. Like when Nicole Lincoln's telling us about this, it's just like you're lit up. Like you're just like in the zone with this work. And it's so cool and so inspiring to see that, but also to hear it. You could hear it in your voice. And, you know, it's these social determinants of health, the housing, the food, you know, the access that our nurses are the first ones to identify and see. And I love that these nurse-led initiatives, including the one on opioids, which by the way, to Nicole's point, it hasn't gone away. It's gotten worse. And the fact is, you know, we're turning the corner on this COVID thing. And now, you know, it's important. So I think it's really great that you guys did this fellowship. And it's important to scale efforts that are working around opioid and the opioid epidemic to help this country because we're suffering and it's critical. So thank you for sharing that. Wow. Amazing stuff. And around doing things different, there's no doubt. I mean, what you guys are doing at Boston Medical Center is different. There's a need for us to scale these efforts around how we do the things that are not billable to actually improve our community health. And so I think we've seen some evolution from CMS and in their ability to get some of these things approved and money, right, for Medicare and Medicaid to be used for things like Nicole and team are doing. And so a call out to Seema Verma and all them folks to keep doing that because we need it. And so what do you believe people know that maybe they don't know about the role of nursing in improving health and outcomes? Nicole Lopez, you want to take that one first? It's so interesting. You could tie it to what Nicole Lincoln said. In nursing school and undergraduate school, they teach us about preparedness, being prepared. So that's very important. Even if you're not a nurse, if there's a disaster coming, what's your plan? And then again, what to, what Nicole was saying, how involved nurses are all the way down to what you eat. I mean, why is it that a cheeseburger from a fast food restaurant is $1.50, but a cucumber is $3? There's a huge disparity there. And it's so wonderful to hear that Boston is, you know, really putting this to the forefront and and trying to prepare people to live a healthier lifestyle. So that's nursing in itself. They're just preparing people to know how to cook healthier food. That's how involved nurses are in people's lives. It goes all the way down to nutrition. So, yeah, totally. Totally. It goes deep and detail is just amazing. So it's a great point. Nicole Lincoln, what are your thoughts well, I, on that? I want people to know that nurses have a global health impact all over the world. And they're, you know, they're much more than the traditional role that you think of when you picture a nurse in the hospital at the bedside. They, they are that too. And of course, that was such a huge thing during COVID to be there for the patients. But they're also midwives. They deliver babies. They're entrepreneurs starting nurse-led healthcare businesses. 
They're innovators patenting new devices and products. They're public health nurses taking on crisis after crisis head on in our communities. They're school nurses getting the kids back to school safely. They're primary care providers in the role of the NP and they're visiting nurses in the home. You know, I actually started doing that during COVID again. I was a, a senior manager and I was involved in all of the kind of movement happening here in the pandemic, but I, I felt the need to take care of patients. So I started doing some home care visits and, and I found that that was really rewarding for that connection. You know, being a nurse for 25 years, I, I really needed to be a part of the solution too. So, you know, nurses are out there visiting patients in the home and helping them figure out how to, you know, to, to tackle wellness in their own setting, you know, and to take on those little things in the home. And then hospice nurses, you know, they're with the patients in the home when they're dying and providing that care. And then I didn't know if you knew that nurses serve in the highest branches of military. Nurses, you know, go all over the world as part of military um, That's awesome. stuff. And then they're also legal consultants in the courtroom and they, they are CEOs running hospital systems. And uh, their research is building evidence that is shaping the way we understand and deliver care. You know, nurses are doing groundbreaking research on pain and I'm working on my doctorate on pain and I'll talk a little bit about that later, but you know, they do so much more than what people, and I just want people in the community to really realize that we're just scratching the surface of what nurses do. They're all over the world and they're just taking care of the community in every way possible. You, that, oh, go ahead, Nicole. That is so, so well put and well thought out <laughs> and so true. And I feel like people finally realize what nurses do and it took a pandemic, but they probably didn't know that level of detail that Nicole went into that we are every stage of the life, every nuance of healthcare and nurses involved in. So, yeah. And, and even outside of healthcare, right? I mean, like the military and all these other examples that you used, mm-hmm. um, just the breadth and depth of how nurses touch all of us in this country and across the globe is amazing. And, you know, we've done 12 interviews as part of this series. And I got to tell you, my view of nurses has like been transformed. Like, honestly, I am a believer in what nurses do for us as a country, as an economy, and it's just amazing. So spiritually, you name it, right? So I'd love to hear about nurses at work. You know, give us an example of how some, maybe something you've seen a nursing team provide a great solution for, and maybe Nicole Lincoln, you take this one. We'd be interested to hear from you. Sure. So I'm a founding member of Sanziel, which Nicole is also a member of, and it's this great group of nurses. Sanziel stands for Society of Nurse Scientists, Innovators, Entrepreneurs, and Leaders. And a few years ago, a group of us came together, many in similar roles to myself as a manager of nursing innovations at an organization. And we started work having hackathons, partnering with Johnson & Johnson, and just really trying to just build nursing innovation and entrepreneurship and just expand the scope of the nurse even further than what we mentioned earlier. But I was really amazed that during the very early days of the pandemic, when it became shockingly evident that the U.S. was very short of personal protective equipment and the healthcare workers were really 
frightened and it was unsafe. And you heard stories from Seattle and from New York where there just weren't enough masks. And I know I had to mail masks to an NP in Detroit who had done a nurse practitioner. And Sanciel, the leaders of Sanciel, stepped forward and they developed this program SHARE and they reached out through social media. And I was a part of that as well. And actually we were short of PPE right here at Boston Medical Center, or at least really worried about the future with that. And so this program SHARE, which was really innovative, Rebecca Love came up with the idea, I, I believe, was to reach out to all the providers that were shut down during COVID, like dentists and even construction, because they wear the N95 masks. Oh, yeah. and. Yeah. And all the other, you know, providers cool that because a lot of those non like essential things were shut down in those early months and asked for them to donate their PPE to the frontline workers. And I know BMC was the recipient of, of a lot of those donations. But this also inspired this social media campaign also inspired a lot of organizations that were also kind of idle, like colleges, to start making some of the PPE. And I know MIT and Harvard and Ford Motors, you know, they made face shields and gowns, gowns out of airbag material, nice. you know, like it was really kind of cool. Awesome. And so this this idea of one nurse and the organization Sanciel spread and we just were able to deliver PPE all over the country to a lot of hospitals that were in need. And I just thought that was such an awesome example of what nurses can do. Wow. Yeah, that's such a great example. And you mentioned one nurse in the team and you guys are definitely like, Sanciel is like the Navy SEAL nurses. Like you guys are just like coming up with so many cool things over there. And I'm inspired by the work and listeners, I know you're inspired too. There's no way you can't be by this by the work that this amazing group of, of nurses is doing every single day. And the hackathon, which you're listening to this, it, it happened last week. I mean, it's just incredible work coming out of that as well. Okay, so, you know, setbacks are something that are formative. And we've talked about COVID, we've talked about the Boston bombing. Let's talk about biggest setbacks. And so maybe, Nicole Lopez, maybe this is something you could touch on. What's a setback you've had and a learning that came out of it? Setback. So interestingly, I think one of the setbacks was, but it's pushing forward is telecommunication. So a lot has been moved to virtual visit. And I think that's a huge change for healthcare. But in doing virtual, moving the platform to virtually reach further. So just giving the hackathon, for instance, Sanciel had people from India and all over the world participating. Whereas when it's in person, you only have a certain demographic that it can reach. So although it's a setback, it's also a positive. It's hard to explain, I suppose, but for all the techies out there, they understand, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes behind it. CMS reimbursement for televisit. Can the patient get onto the, you know, platform? You know, it's, it's difficult for some generations, especially our elder generations, to navigate technology. So I think that's been a bit of a setback, but it will be the wave of the future. And then, you know, like I said, for the hackathon, it allowed us to reach the whole world rather than the, the set location. Yeah. No, that's a good example. The growing pains of adapting to what COVID has presented to us have been, I think we're starting to experience some of the rewards there is a crazy hard focus on care in the home. Like all of the big organizations, hospitals included, 
hospitals and device companies, technology companies, they're focused on care in the home. And so the challenges that you mentioned, Nicole Lopez, at the beginning are, are becoming the opportunities of tomorrow. So yeah, spot on with that one. Nicole Lincoln, any, any setbacks you want to share or should we move to the next one? Well, I, the, the only setback that I really want to share is just yeah. around burnout and, mm. you know, that we've all worked incredibly hard this past year plus. And I think that was my biggest key learning was that, you know, you have to take the time for yourself to keep moving forward. And, you know, I think we've spent some time working with the nurses here on that as well, on resiliency, on self-care, and just on having that time, important time at home with family. Because, you know, I always think I get kind of jealous, like a lot of people got to work home for the past year. Yeah. And, you know, nurses just worked more in person. That's true. And That's we true. all had kids at home you know, from school, and it was just such a challenge. So I, I think that was my key learning is that self care is really important, and taking time for family. Yeah. And, and so how do you scale that message? You know, because, you know, there's nurse leaders listening to this, and they're thinking, Oh, my gosh, you're right. I'm burned out, my team's burned out. How do you scale that message? Do you, do you have any like tips or tricks or ideas that are working that maybe nurses could think about? Maybe self reflection? You need to reflect how long has it been since I took a vacation? What is my mental status? You know, what does my mental health look like right now? You have to look inwards and then seek the help that is offered to you. Many organizations post COVID are offering a nurses free I think mental health care. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole, but to the best of my knowledge, it's out there, but you have to be able to look within yourself and take that time to realize you're not doing okay. And it's okay mm -hmm. to not be okay. Yeah, totally. And to reach for help. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Great tip. Okay. So, I mean, just incredible examples and things that both of you have shared. So thank you. What would you say you're most excited about today? I'm excited to see th what new possibilities for nurses as leaders emerge coming out of this pandemic. Nurses now have got a table in the highest advisory committees for our country in healthcare policy and healthcare development. So I'm really excited to see what comes of that. Advanced practice nurses, such as nurse practitioners, midwives, and nurse anesthetists, have expanded their scope of practice in over half of our states. I don't know if you knew that. They're now independent practitioners. Nurse practitioners can work and start their own clinic without partnership with a doctor as it was in the past. Massachusetts passed that same state law during, during the pandemic. And so being a family nurse practitioner myself, I find that that's exciting because, you know, I could open a clinic with some of my peers and we could shape the way healthcare is delivered in a more patient-centered way in the home. And I envision like seeing the whole family together as a unit for their primary care appointments and things like that. And I just think those ideas will come from that health policy change and the, and the laws advancing the scope of advanced practice nurses. And many nurses are getting their doctorate today. And so they're just as trained as physicians. They've had the same amount of education. It's just it's differently focused. It's focused totally. on prevention and, and public health. And, you know, like we talked about nutrition and all of those social determinants of health. And so I just see so much possibility in that. Yeah, I do too. And, and even, you know, there's a big wave of, you know, direct primary care, this whole new approach to receiving care from a primary care physician, 
augment that with the with nurse power and now you're talking <laughs> and i think that there will be some great partnerships that will happen between nurses and docs totally agree um, yeah i think it will be awesome yeah i would agree because remember nurses are 24 7 365 we are always there Mm -hmm. always where physicians do have their patient load and they care about their patients just as much or you know even more but they just don't have that time that the nurses are able to give and I would say I'm most excited for the new innovations that come mm -hmm. um, forward I mean if we could increase awareness to our fellow nurses about Sanciel and what a hackathon is if they've never heard of it because really some of the most amazing ideas I think I've ever seen come from nurses and you're like why didn't anyone ever think of that before that's just so simple and so smart and and I think I'm excited to see what other nurses will come up with in future hackathons and and that's what i'm excited for yeah for sure well yeah. the the future's bright and the opportunities are increasing thank you all for for listening to today but i would be remiss if i didn't give you a call to action your call to action is to include nurses in what you do every single day this is why we're doing this to provide awareness and encouragement and to show you what the power of nurses can do to your organization, to your patients, to your company. Nicole, Nicole, this has been a ton of fun. I want to thank you both for spending time with all of us. Give us a closing thought. You know, what, what, what should we be thinking about here as we conclude this episode? And what's the best way for the listeners to get in touch with you if they want to connect? Well, for a closing thought, this is Nicole Lincoln. I'd like to say, find joy in your work. Appreciate the little things from day to day. Have gratitude and others will follow. You'll pass that joy, you'll spread it to the others around you. And you can feel free to reach out to me. I'm at nicole.lincoln at bmc.org. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Nicole. I mean, how do you top that closing statement? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so I'll just leave it out. If you need to contact me, I'm Nicole.Lopez at NYULangone.org. And remember to thank your nurse. A simple thank you goes a long way to us. That's all we ask is say thank you. I appreciate what you're doing and we'll go above and beyond for you. That's a good closing thought. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very good closing thought. It really is. I mean, nurse. that's really all we ask for. Thank you and appreciate us. And, and we will go above and beyond for you. That's amazing. Well, God bless you both. Thank you so much for being with us today and for sharing your insights in this space. Folks, thank you so much. And thank you, nurse. Love what you do and include a nurse in that. Thank you both, Nicole. Nicole, have a great day. Thanks. Thank you to you as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Sanciel Nurse Leadership Series. For the show notes and to learn more about how you could have nurses join your mission, visit us at outcomesrocket.health slash Sanciel. That's outcomesrocket.health slash Sanciel. 